You're listening to an Indiesaurus production. Hello, everyone. It is February 8th, 2023, and you're listening to the best podcast. My name is Griffin Reynolds, and I'm joined as always by my best friend and pal, BJ Guest. Hi, Griffin. You, you almost messed me, me up because you fixed the date, but you didn't fix the names, and I almost just read I thought you knew your own name. <laughs> I, he follows the teleprompter. Well, hate it for you, dog. <laughs> awesome. And we are also joined this week by another member of the IndieSource Network, host of the new Nintendo XL podcast, Brennan. How's it going, bud? Hey, guys. Thank you for having me. Uh, you know, just living uh, my best life, doing doing it. I'm just doing it. So it's Absolutely, man. It's an honor to have you. We <clears throat> we before we started recording, we were talking about uh Beach and I both listening to your show. You put out some awesome stuff. Um and what a fitting time to have you on the show. There was a direct today. Oh yeah. Uh I <laughs> did my expectations for that direct was very sort of like I thought it was gonna be very low key and uh there was there was some big surprises in there for me. So I'm very yeah, it was a very good direct in my opinion. Did you did you get bingo? Uh, oh yeah, uh, several times oh, yeah. actually. So, boy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was. Um, I had a plan to watch watch it live this afternoon, but between work and everything else, I was watching it in between sets at the gym. Like I would like. <laughs> what a bro! <laughs> <laughs> it went from a day to remember dirt, like while I'm doing like uh-huh. bench press, and I would pause that, and then just like turn on the direct, and it would be like. <laughs> Kirby's Dreamland Deluxe, and, blah, oh, and yes. then I'll be like, "All right, back to the screamo. <laughs> like, gotta Doing lift some like, weights." Uh, crunches watching uh, Pikmin Four. <laughs> <laughs> um, but let's start how we always do. BJ, what you been playing? What you doing? Been playing? Been doing? I've been playing and doing a whole lot of nothing. I've been watching The Last of Us, which phenomenal television. Like Episode Three had no damn business to be as good <laughs> as it was. Um. So good. Um, I'm not going into spoilers for that or anything. Uh, I finally got my PC to stream, quote unquote, onto my Apple TV, which was neat. Yeah, that was a conversation. You were like, I need help. <laughs> I just I just wanted to play PC games, but from the comfort of my couch. And I wasn't going to move either item. So, figured what, it out. What program did you end up using? It's chanky. It's called Moonlight. Moonlight. It essentially just streams, like, via the internet my desktop so play tmnt i turn on persona 5 and i realize like oh this is a talking like ain't got time for a, it again. <laughs> <laughs> like, speaking of Persona 5, brendan you uh just recently released an episode of your podcast uh where you went into a deep dive with some of the boys from radish into persona 5 r or persona 5 royale um that was an awesome episode just throw that out there thank you one of my one of my favorite games so i was like oh this is right up my alley (laughs) yeah easily like i've been waiting so long to play persona 5 i was waiting forever for a switch port to come uh Mm -hmm. and then it got announced for game pass and i played like the first five hours (laughs) on game pass and then i uh got it for christmas on switch and then played it on my switch but yeah it's i'm like still thinking about it uh a lot. Um, oh it, yeah, it has definitely become one of my favorite like games, like of recent memory. It's it's fantastic. Nice. It I have I kind of did what you I don't remember who 
I think it was Tyler who said they own it like three different ways. Yeah. Um, I also do that. Like, so I, I was like, it hit. And I told you I was going to go on this tangent. I was like, I wanted to be part of that conversation so bad. I'm like, we're bringing this into our <laughs> episode. I played. It was like a perfect storm. I was in my last year of pharmacy school, which is like your rotate your rotations. And I was in like a hospital rotation where I had to be there at like 630 in the morning. But I like got off at 330. And so like got off at 330, hit the gym, like if I had to go to the grocery store. And then just like played Persona 5 for like till i fell asleep <laughs> like so hours and i didn't have a damn thing to do and it was awesome yeah that like, that rules that game sucks it sucks you into where you lose like you definitely lose hour you lose hours of your life but like it's good it's good oh yeah and then so i had it and then persona 5 r came out and i bought the steelbook edition for that haven't even opened it it's just on my shelf because <laughs> i was like i'll play that and then it hit on game pass and i was like well, there we go. And I started it up and played. I was through, you know, I beat the first dungeon and then um, Pokemon Scarlet and God of War Ragnarok came out. And I was like, yeah, I'll come back to you. <laughs> so. Well, good. I've I played nothing. You should. I want to say you should play it, but you don't have. The, I don't have time. You and have I'm, children. And I'd be, I'm looking at uh, Hogwarts Legacy with like. The idea that I have time for that shit. I know I don't, but like, I, I, want, I want to. I'm a little pissed because yesterday I had um, like some time to, because I was like, oh, I pre-ordered Hogwarts Legacy. I like should get, you know, because it technically doesn't drop to the 10th, hmm. but like it came out on the 7th if you had like the pre-order the pre- or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I pre-ordered it and it still wouldn't let me play. I was like, you motherfucker. Really? I don't know what happened. Really? I know, but also, and of course, I had to deal with my brother texting me and telling me how awesome it was, and he was like sending me screenshots of his character. I'm like, my game won't let me play. That's wild. But what else have you been playing to do it? I'm sorry, we kind of took over your... Literally nothing. (laughs) I haven't played anything. You've been, uh, I mean, something we were going to watch, I'll mention it in my section at least, uh, an episode we were going to cover, but <laughs> haven't got to just do it. Uh, oh, Legends the Legend of, of Legends of Vox Machina, oh, Se- uh, season two, baby. Brendan, have you you've heard of Legends of Vox Machina? The, the Legend of Vox oh Machina? yeah, my my wife is really into uh, Critical Role. Uh, oh, so, is she a critter? Is she a critter? Uh, I think yeah, uh, definitely is a huge <laughs> like, fan. That, I've heard that. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah, well, she's dude. more of a fan than than I am for sure. But I I have sat yeah. down and watched the first. Uh, not the entirety of it, and I actually need to go back to it because what I watched was fantastic of the mm-hmm. the first season of, of Vox Machina. I really like that oh, a great. lot. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, it, what I watched was was fantastic. Dude, I, I knew you were freaking cool. The minute, <laughs> the minute this Discord video started, I was like, oh, that's a bro. Yeah, we, we have a distinct split. Uh, and, like, I know Critical Role is awesome, and, like, I, I know I would like it, but it's just too much sometimes for me to, for like the actual critical role like i love the show the show's good but like listening to the actual you know live plays i definitely lean more towards the dimension 20 side of that like we're, with, we're one of those like <laughs> divided tags you see on trucks like <laughs> yeah our podcast is the house Mulligan. divided critical role dimension <laughs> 20 <laughs> but i um I will I, I will hold off and go into what I've been doing. But Brendan, what you been playing and doing and uh, watching any cool stuff, playing any cool games recently? 
Um, as far as watching, uh, I'm also been watching Last of Us. Uh, mm. I that uh, episode three made me tear up. Obviously, no spoilers, but like fantastic episode. Um, oh, yeah. This past week's episode was was good too. Um, so I've been really enjoying that. I am uh, currently streaming through the uh, the Zelda like timeline, and I just oh, yeah. I just finished Minish Cap. Uh, and I had to emulate that all for oh, Nint- no. all for Nintendo to today announce that Game Boy Advance games were on the Switch. Um, yep, but that's fine. <laughs> I just started Ocarina of Time, so I've been playing that. Um, and sort of like in my off time, I'm also playing Fire Emblem Engage, which I am uh, also playing that. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, I love Fire Emblem a lot. Uh, Me too. So like, yeah, I've been having a really good time with that. Um, other than that, like. I do this book club with some somebody of, of mine. We read a lot of like high fantasy and uh, like sci-fi books and stuff. And lately mm-hmm. we're, we're doing uh Sandman. And so we're kind of at the tail Ooh. end of, of, of Sandman at this point. So I've been reading a lot of that, but yeah, that's mostly like, what I've been like, like the first volume Sandman or like the entirety, the, all of it, all of it. Like oh, we, shit. we, we are currently <laughs> on, we are currently on the kindly one. So we are at the, the tail end of oh, y'all are, yeah, in so the trenches. Yeah, oh my God. yeah. BJ's a big sci-fi reader. He's really big into Dune. Why don't you talk about Dune no, a little bit? No, 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 no. Don't embarrass me. Don't embarrass me. <laughs> no, we hey, we we read Dune. We read the first two in our in our book club actually. Um, and then I think we were gonna read the third one. Then we just went to something else. I think we switched I to some. The, ta- uh, I read the first two pages and didn't know what the hell <laughs> was going on. And then I watched the movie and I still had no understanding. Hey, you know, that's fine. What Vi- happened? Visually, that movie looks great. So it's, you know, that that's fine. Thank you, Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> I just loved it because B just like, I'm going to read Dune. And I'm, I'm like, like cool, three man. different times, like book, audiobook, digitally tried it. It was like, this shit ain't for me. I ain't about the spice. I don't care. <laughs> Not about the spice. <laughs> fair, fair enough. I mean, it's definitely not for everybody, but I, I understand. All right, I want to take a minute. Let's talk a little bit about Fire Emblem because that's also something I've been playing. God, just um, room. Uh, yeah, just get out. Um, <laughs> I've been having a great time with Fire Emblem Engage. Uh, it, I will say, like I, coming off of Three Houses, like that was one of the best Fire Emblem games that I've played. Um, like the, I will say like the only other fire emblem game that hooked me the way three houses did was the first like American fire emblem, um, which is coming on the game boy advance, um, add on to Nintendo switch online. I was like, I will be playing that again. Um, cause I played it so many times. It was just, <clears throat> I look back, it was one of those games where I, I had an, I had a game boy advance. I'm sure my parents just like bought it for me for some reason. And I just became obsessed with it. But, um, I, I don't know what it is about engage at the beginning. And it's kind of that it's kind of worn off a little bit. It was just like, like melodramatic is not the term, but it's like, everything is like, so like overacted and like, like, can you explain, you know what I'm, you picking up what I'm saying. Oh, I mean, oh it's yeah. Just, it's, <laughs> it reminds me of like, uh, some like over the top like anime that I've watched kind of back mm-hmm. in the day. Um, it's just like a very like the way that they set up the story and everything is very kind of dramatic high fantasy anime. 
and uh but like to to that extreme right? yeah like, yeah and it's like you know this is right at the beginning this is not a, a big spoiler um but it it's like within the first hour of the game like you wake up you don't know who you are everybody's telling you who you are you get introduced to this woman who looks the same age as you and she's like i'm your mother and you're like my mother like it like I was like, you don't know anybody, right? And you're like, I love you. You're my mother. And then she fucking dies. And you're like, I I mean, it's just like you just, the main character is just going into this like whole thing about their mother dying. I'm like, you don't know that person. No. Like, <laughs> I'm like, what is happening here? It's, I was like, I don't know if this is going to last for me, but I stuck it out. It, it's really good. Yeah. Once you get past that, like setting up the story section, it's it's become really good. Yeah, yeah. I'm I don't know how far I am. I'm on chapter ten right now. Um, so uh, you might be further than I am. I, don't know I what chapter yeah. I'm on. There's like, it, it's good. The, the the it reminds me a lot of Fire Emblem Awakening for the 3DS, mm-hmm. um, which was the first Fire Emblem game I ever beat to completion the first one i ever played was sacred stones uh but i Mm -hmm. didn't beat i got pretty far on that one but didn't beat it um and yeah whereas three houses i think is more written well i think that that's one of the best written fire emblem games and like they definitely really characters are awesome yeah characters are fantastic they really lean in on the social aspect uh whereas in this in this new one they've pared that stuff down to the point where it's like they're way more combat focused and uh, the combat mm-hmm. sequences are fantastic in, in engage. They are really good. And it's kind of like in, engage is like, remember that person from that old fire emblem game. They're in this one. Like, yeah, they do. I mean, it's kind of like shoehorning everything in there, but I mean, it is cool seeing some of those old characters. Yeah. And they just announced uh, today in the direct uh, some more new characters. And then they're mm-hmm. like, and they're coming today, which I'm personally oh. excited. So, I was like, hell yeah! I knew I bought that the, the uh, like deluxe edition for a reason. <laughs> I was like, um, because I know they did a really good job with supporting Three Houses for a while. Because then they had like the Gray House expansion, which is like a whole story expansion for that game to go back and play, which was really good. So yeah, I, I didn't have a problem with go ahead and buying the you know season pass for this game. No, no, yeah, I um, <laughs> I put like 150 hours plus into three houses and mm-hmm. then they released the expansion pass so i was like all right well i'll just keep playing this game that's fine all right uh gotta ask which house was your favorite of oh three houses? man uh the black eagles that was my first one mm-hmm. uh i went with the the fascist uh edel guard <laughs> uh but i i uh i love her and hubert and yeah they're my favorite easily i'm a i'm a big uh blue lions guy Good. That's a that's another really good dramatic story, especially like what happens after like after the time yeah, shift. Yeah, it gets real intense with uh, uh, Dimitri, but it's it's all good in my book. I love it. Oh yeah, the whole game is good. And th- my second playthrough, I went with the Black Eagles. So I was like, let me go with the fan favorite here. <laughs> let me go with everybody's choice. I mean, poor Golden Deer. I don't feel, feel like anybody picked <laughs> that Golden Deer house, but. Um, yeah, BJ, everybody died in his game. Yeah, put it down. Did you, so did you put on like, uh, like classic, was it like classic, like hard mode or like, 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 yeah, like the permadeath or whatever. Yeah. 
Yeah. My first time I was like, I'm going to play hell, you know, God intended. You know, if they die, they die. And I lost that big dude who had like Wolverine claws. And that's where I put it down. I said, no, hell, <laughs> I lost my boy. Yeah, <laughs> that's a, that's the thing. Back. That's the one thing I won't do unless I absolutely have to or if I'm feeling crazy. Like, uh, mm. I'm I'm sorry. I'm a filthy casual. I'm going to put on casual. Like, I, <laughs> I'd rather have them die in battle but not lose them. I I want to keep all my all my people. So I do I do a <clears throat> hybrid mode. I select the casual mode, but I treat it like I'm doing the the hard mode. So like just in case like someone dies in a battle and I don't like use the time stone or whatever to go back or I forget to do something, I know I didn't lose that character. Yeah, yeah, it's that's like smart. A, it's like a I'm using it as a safeguard. I'm like I try to not to have anybody fall in battle. You know, but if I do and I, you know, forget to back it up and save them, that they're not gone forever. That's fair. Um, so, any been playing doing anything else? I, we went on a Fire Emblem tangent. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know, just Zelda, just Zelda, basically. Yeah, Fire Emblem. What's Zelda. Uh, what's your Twitch handle? Is it New Nintendo XL Podcast? Uh, no, it's actually, um, so it's uh, Mythamim, uh, which is this username that I've been using uh, online. So that's M Y T H E M I M, and yeah, I, I've been. Uh, one of my like goals this year was to do more streaming, and then mm-hmm. uh, I wanted to do just re kind of play a bunch of Zelda games leading up to Tears of the Kingdom coming out. So mm-hmm. uh, just a perfect way to kind of go through the timeline. I'm skipping some games, like I'm not going to play them all, uh, but like. Uh, I'm just hitting the main, the main line. Mostly, mostly the main ones. Like I'm not going to do the, the DS ones. Um, Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to do like the, just four swords ones because you need multi, those are multiplayer. I mean, you could, you could play four swords adventures by yourself, but what, there's no real fun in that. Like it's better to play with four people. So, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'm currently on Ocarina of Time. And so I'm excited to kind of re visit that game it's been Mm -hmm. well over a decade since i've played that Mm -hmm. one are you playing them in release order uh no i'm playing them so i'm doing a timeline order based off of nintendo in 2011 released uh the hyrule historia and in that there was the quote-unquote official canon uh timeline uh i started technically with the second game in that timeline the minish cap uh Mm -hmm. which uh I had recently played through Skyward Sword and I really didn't want to play through that one again. It's it's a fine <laughs> it's a fine game, but it's like kind of not my favorite Zelda by any means. Uh, right. So I started with Minish Cap. I'm on Ocarina of Time, and then I ran these polls uh, on Twitter, uh, just basically um, seeing like which path I should take of the timeline because it branches off in three directions from Ocarina of Time, and people voted. And so uh, after Ocarina of Time, it's gonna be Majora's Mask and. Uh, twilight princess and then it'll be wind waker and then it'll be uh most of the yeah most of the (laughs) the top down ones starting with Mm. a link to the past and going going on from there that was that's a good you got some good games coming up oh yeah yeah uh some i've played to death but i'll play them again because i love them Uh, hell yeah and to top that off it just don't want to come that's it uh that's what we've been doing recently um i'll and to top it off, I finished Pokemon Violet. 
Proud of you. Finished the Pokedex. Proud of you, babe. Nice. Took me long enough. Um, and I need to catch up. I've only watched the first episode of The Last of Us. I know I suck. I know. (laughs) I need to jump on it. Get your hanky. I know. Freaking Nick Offerman just being an amazing actor. I'm ready for that. Um, what did you, I wanted to ask you about Pokemon Violet. Like, did you have, cause I, I, I played it a while ago and I, um, mm-hmm. got, I got all the Pokemon and stuff. Like, I think despite the like glitchiness of it and like the issues it had, like performance wise, I had fun with it. So I'm curious to, to see yeah, like how you felt. A, we had a blast. I mean, yeah. we are, we're two big Pokemon fans on the show. We talk about it a lot. Um, I had a blast. I, have said on here and I still believe that I wish they would have carried some of the things that were really nice about Legends Arceus into Pokemon Violet. You know, I think hard agree. Viciously shaking your head. Yes. (laughs) The, what pisses, this is like, you feel it, you know, this is coming. I am so pissed off that they got rid of the like shiny noise and for the overworld Pokemon, because you would just be like going through and you'd hear it and you'd be like, Oh, that, made me you know actually Mm -hmm. look whereas like i'm a little bit colorblind so like if they're close i'm not gonna see them like unless that noise prompts me to see it right like i can't believe like that my first shiny was like a shiny murkrow and i just happened to be like walking by i'm like you look a little different (laughs) and like that's all it was and that's like one thing i really wish they would have carried over because I mean, it's just a quality of life thing. I mean, I can't believe they didn't see that and go, oh, that is an awesome like thing for that. Um, and I I really, really liked uh, Sword and Shield. And I don't know. I think I said I liked Sword and Shield better than I did Scarlet and Violet. Oh, really? I, looking back, I think I did. Okay. And, oh, we talked about this before. In the whatever they do next, there needs to be a better bad guy. Like the the whoever the bad guy is needs to be better, right? Like in this game, like you had the you bad guy. Like psycho it was robot, just a, it was just a bad robot, robot like AI man. Yeah. You know, in in the past you've had like, you know, all the different like teams, right? Like Team Rocket, Magba, you know, mm. all the Rainbow Rocket, like all these like bad organizations and i mean you kind of got that with team flair in this game but it was more just like hey these kids were bullied and they said fuck school sir and sir team star team star team I'm flair sorry. was team the fashionable people people in callos okay? <laughs> You're right i'm sorry team star but it, it was just a little stuff like that overall i mean we had a great time i think it was the easiest pokemon game for us to play together oh like yes like obviously there is the the actual play together aspect of it which was really cool but like in years past we always struggled with the whole like linking with each other and the battling and trading and it ended up just being we would facetime each other and make sure the code is right that kind of thing but i liked it i mean obviously the the graphics like the technical side of it was a little disheartening it was a little jank but you know i think my favorite was uh i had a muck and my player character's face somehow got transposed into the (laughs) texture of the muck i was like oh this is fantastic (laughs) this is so bad i only had one 
like major like mm-hmm. game breaking glitch where it just like basically the game just shut down and be like, Hey look, we we gotta restart yeah. and I had like not saved in a hot minute. Oh baby. I was pissed, but all I was doing was like farming chancy XP. So yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like I had I just had to re- redo that, but um yeah. What about you, Brandon? Like oh, overall. I I, I I loved it. Um, it was easily for me one of the best like Pokemon games I'd played in like recent memory. Um, I really liked Legends Arceus a lot, um, and um, I thought Sword and Shield was okay, um, mm. but I I it didn't really hook me the same way that like previous ones had. But like I think like playing through Scarlet and Violet kind of gave me this feeling that. I hadn't really felt since like Gen Four, Gen Five, like, uh, and I just I I ended up really enjoy, enjoying it. Like jankiness aside, like, um, yeah, yeah. I, I and I didn't really have any issues. It was more like the the game would the frame rate would dip, but that was about mm-hmm. it. Like no real like tech issues on my end. Yeah, I saw some people with like overclocked switches and being like, "Oh, this look this it looks better." Like. The draw distance is better. You know, you're not having as much pop in like this kind of stuff. They're like, it could be there if they release like a Switch 1.5, right? Like if they like a somebody in our our chat earlier called it like a Super Nintendo Switch. That was me. <laughs> oh, that was that you. That was me. Look at you. They called it SNES. <laughs> but like you know, the equivalent of like a PS4 Pro or like you know stuff like that. Just like. I mean, like, the OLED version is great, but, like, give me something. Yeah, something a little more souped up. But then again, I mean, like, Breath of the Wild didn't have all that. So, I mean, you kind of have to look at, like, was this optimized as well as it should have been? No, but, I mean, I could look past some jank. Like, that. it really didn't bother me that bad. Mm -hmm. I still had a good time. Nice. Awesome. So we're going to move into some news. Brennan, you said you like death metal. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I do like death metal. Um, I mean, Jesus I, Christ. in general, I, um, uh, just what's your a, favorite, what's, what's your favorite genre of music? My good friend. That's good pal of the show. Honestly, that's a hard question. Um, only just because, so just to give a little info about me, I have my degree in, um, audio production. Uh, I got it, um, from, uh, Columbia college in Chicago. Uh, so I don't know, man, it just kind of depends on like what, uh, like I'm in the mood for. I think I, I tend to, to kind of go for more like electronic stuff, but I do like metal. I do like some pretty, yeah, I do like some like out there stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. like I, I will listen to like straight up like noise music. Um, if I'm in the mood for that so like mm-hmm. i'm like what is what is noise music what is that oh man uh oh. <laughs> so a lot of it just kind of sounds like like static and like white noise and stuff and a lot of times it's like people like screaming and yelling and like i don't know it's it's kind of that sounds, that sounds yeah. terrifying <laughs> yeah no it can it can get pretty dark and stuff and so but it's it's definitely like i don't know people doing like weird interesting stuff like that that's what like interests me like like last year um this band chat pile came out with this album called god Mm -hmm. country and they're like it's like noisy and metal and stuff and like really really good so yeah but no yeah i i I love most things like i try to keep an open mind about music in general 
cool cool you're gonna hate the next 30 seconds then <laughs> griffin set me up again please sir it's time for some news we're here with Brendan. oh it's time for news and news and news and news and generally i make it rhyme but not today because it's news and we're gonna listen talk about things with Brendan. oh time for news i think that was a new one have you heard have you heard our news jingles it's been a it's a different news jingle for every episode we have had 140 <laughs> now three different news jingles. yeah i've heard i've heard a few from from listening to like past episodes and i gotta say this Sweet. one was very good so thank you thank you well I'll, it's probably not 143 when did we start doing the news jingle? it was i would probably say like in the 30s or 40s it was um, shout out Palace Rich and his wife Alyssa who suggested the news jingle, and BJ took that to mean, oh, I'll sing a new song every time. Yeah, ain't nobody got time for technical stuff. <laughs> that rules. It's like, hey, don't worry about putting in a a, a sound. I will sing the sound. You, <laughs> you know what? I also got Griff a I, little bit of news. I'm surprised. It's three. Well, it took me three weeks. Um. All right. So, uh, Campaign Tune of Critical Role has been announced to have its own animated series or continuation of the Legend of Vox Machina. So, I guess it'll be like a season four. It'll be well, so they the second they had two big campaign. announcements come out. Mm-hmm. It was one was basically like we're do I think we're doing more Vox Machina, but then also they're doing a Mighty Nine show. So, is the Mighty Nine not going to be part of the Legends of Vox Machina? I don't. I think they are going to be separate. They are show. two shows from yes. the way I understand it. Dude, Mighty Nine is where like I really got deep into Critical Role, uh, like listening to li- live plays or mm-hmm. let's plays or whatever. Live play. Let's There's a word and I don't remember. Is it, what do we? Consider? It's not a let's play. It's because that's like this video game YouTube. Is it like it. actual play? Like an actual, actual play? That's it. Thank My you. man, piss off. I'm never to say. So that's super exciting. Um. And then another D and D thing, Worlds Beyond podcast is an actual actual play. You have it written down. My bad. <laughs> Jesus Christ! You, I thought you would be like like excited. I brought something to the table. <laughs> I am excited. Worlds Beyond podcast, an actual play D and D podcast with your boy DM Brendan Lee Mulligan. Hell yeah, uh, Lou Wilson, who's hilarious. Hilarious. Uh, Erica Ishi, Abrian Iengard. I don't know when it's starting. I tried to look it up just now. Didn't see nothing. So starting soon. Starting soon. I love Lou Wilson. He is like one of the funniest people. Like I texted you just like the other day. I was like watching the um, Dimension Twenty, the newest thing from Dimension Twenty. Ever after. Never after. Um, It's basically a Brendan Lee Morgan Mulligan's running a horror themed. Um, it's like Shrek. It's like Shrek. <laughs> yeah, it's like. But <laughs> well, it's, it's those it's, characters. They took, yeah, they took all the like, all those fairy tales, like the original fairy tales that, like, you know, Walt Disney based all his stuff on, like, are always way darker than like everybody remembers him as. Oh yeah. So they took like everybody's like playing as like a character from all this stuff, like Brindley or um, Lou Wilson's playing Pinocchio, and somebody's like Sleeping Beauty and the Little Red Riding Hood, you know, stuff like that. But um, Lou Wilson's playing Pinocchio, and it is fucking hilarious. <laughs> but <clears throat> that's all my news. Hey, at least I you came, brought some. I brought something to the conversation. I'm proud of All myself. right, so I've got some. Come on with it, baby. <laughs> all right, first I got Jared Leto is moving forward with a Tron 3 project at Disney. 
I, I know Tim Wade is pissed. <laughs> you don't think Till will be happy with Jared Leto? Is it? No. Do you think Jared Leto? Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So, guys, he, I mean, he's had he's had two strikeouts. Let's be honest with each other. <laughs> but both have been like comic book movie strikeouts. I mean, he's a good actor. Exactly. He's just Do you crazy. think like his Tron? Is it like Tron Artemis or something like that? I don't, I don't know. It's, I think it's literally called Tron Three. Like it's know. it's like this is like a direct sequel it's to Tron, Tron Time. Two. Huh? What is it's Tron in time? <laughs> We're gonna be a team up against Spider Man. Uh huh. I watched Morbius the other day and guys, it's not good. <laughs> like I can find zero redeeming qualities. It was the most like two thousand three ass movie I've seen in, since two thousand three. <laughs> like it was rough. Well, we'll see. This might be a redeeming thing for Jared Leto. I don't know. Um, Marvel's Avengers is ending active development. So if you're still a Marvel Avengers fan, they are stopping development of that. So Talking about it, the game? Yeah, the game. Oh. Yeah, they're Marvel's getting rid of the Avengers. They're done. Well, you know, it happens. Mm-hmm. It's all about Kang now. <sighs> I am so excited. Ant-Man's your <laughs> boy. I know you're Ant-Man. excited. My man, dude. This is coming from the guy who had an Ant Man decal on the back of his truck for like yeah. the longest dude, time. Hank Pym is the best comic book character ever written. So good, ever. Yeah, so better I, than Batman. I definitely I liked um uh Robert. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. Robert Kirkman's uh irredeemable Ant Man. I don't know if it's like twelve issues. Um, fantastic yeah it's very good my man oh my <laughs> god i love i love this guy yeah. dude, dude i was thinking about the other day batman's lame as hell like think about it what makes batman interesting is not really batman it's everything around batman the cat woman love like relationship uh damien is a cool robin because you know everyone's like oh damien and everybody's like yeah you know screw damien uh the villains like everything around Batman mythos is what make, makes, in my opinion, Batman interesting. That in DC, are you big, are you a DC or Marvel guy? Uh, me, uh, I, yeah. It's been so. It's, it's been, been so. It's been. Uh, <laughs> we did that last episode. <laughs> um, that's it's hard to say. I think like. Movie wise, I tend to lean more Marvel, but mm-hmm. in the past, I, I I've tended to enjoyed more DC stuff. I do like Batman a lot. Um, My apologies. Uh, <laughs> I mean, no, that's that's a valid that's a valid uh, opinion. Saw I just you like sharpening a stick. I <laughs> no, I um I was obsessed with Batman as a kid, and then like mm-hmm. just growing up, like reading the comics and stuff. Like so, there's some like nostalgic feelings and stuff behind it. Um. I, in my personal opinion, I think like the best like superhero comic is in is Invincible. Uh, I'm a pretty oh, fuck, big, yeah. pretty fuck, big, yeah. pretty big my Kirkman, man. uh, Robert Kirkman guy. So like just almost anything that he does, I'm like usually a fan the dude, of. The dude just gets it. Yeah, the dude just gets it. You know what I mean? Yeah, oh, I'm so high. I'm yeah. so high for Invincible season two. Oh, maybe. That's coming out. Th- I mean, like this summer. Like the summer? I don't know. It's this year. Yeah, exciting. But no, I was I've been reading a lot of DC stuff lately, and I've come to realization like DC doesn't know what to do with a story without shoving Batman into it somehow. In my opinion, like these big, like the big, like 
DC World kind of comics where it's like a big event and it's supposed to be, you know, this, that, that. And then they just end up, Batman somehow ends up being at the center of most of it, of the time. Like, uh, well, they reading... did just do the death metal thing, <laughs> and that was that was a lot of Batman. Like, um, it's I've been reading like DC versus vampires or some crap like that, and it's that story's good. I like it so far, but I mean, <laughs> it's just I was like, this is be a cool. I want to see more like Booster Goal. Like it started with the I Vampire guy. I was like, oh hell yeah! I forgot this was a DC property. <laughs> I thought it was a terrible CW show for a while. But um, man, the C- what the mm-hmm. CW did to to DC, like I don't know now. People like the Flash. I don't know. Oh, I, this is yeah. a, we're, since we're already talking about it. <laughs> uh, James Gunn said the Flash will be is the best superhero movie ever made. Okay, that's like a the, that's a big that's a, stretch. That's a that's a fucking statement. And I'm I was gonna go like, ahead and just jump into that. Con- we James can talk about that thing. right now. Have you seen the video of like his whole announcement of all the movies and stuff, Brandon? No, I haven't. So this happened like last week. Yeah. Uh, basically, like James Gunn and DC came out, and they're like, "Here's our like big slate for like the next four years. Like, here's what's coming out." Have you ever seen like hostage videos where they're like, hey, everything's fine, but please wire the money? I promise you, there was a producer behind the camera <laughs> with a loaded gun pointed straight at him. It's like, say something good about Ezra Miller. Say something good about them. Say something good about The Flash. Like, I don't know, man. I don't, after all that, like, I'm normally for like, hey, look, man, like, we, we can look past some stuff as like a. You know, like, I mean, I, I hate to, to bring this up, but it's kind of a big online discourse at the moment, but, like, separating Harry Potter from J.K. Rowling, right? I mean, like, I can I can like Harry Potter and say, like, you know what, fuck J.K. Rowling. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, that's not a thing. But it's going to be very hard to separate what Ezra Miller has done. To just the state of Hawaii <laughs> as a whole? As a person, when I watch this, you know, film. Like, it's gonna be very tough for sure. For sure. Boy, mercy. Well, I mean, what do you think? I mean, uh, what uh, as far as like the, watching the, the, the having of it? having James Gunn be like, this is one of the best the superhero movies ever made. No. And this guy's just I, dude, insane. That, that movie better be <laughs> bananas. Good. I swear, I'll be pissed if he's like, this is so good, and then it's not. Well, I just don't. I hope it's one of those things where it's like they just were like, "Hey, this is a good movie." Oh, he dies or gets trapped in the Speed Force or something, and we can't. He can't, can't use Ezra yeah. no more. Ezra's not a, with. Uh, I was like, to get rid of everyone else and keep him, like that's a decision. Yeah, that's a choice. Oh, oh yeah, a choice and a half. <laughs> so I don't, I don't. I don't. Um. Anyway, so speaking of getting rid of uh, icons. <clears throat> M&M's is getting rid of the spokes candies. The little dudes. They're going away. After no. all of the, the, the M&M, like whoever the, who's the parent company of M&M's? Ma- isn't it Mars? Yeah, Mars. Mars whoever. Or whatever. They put out a big, big to-do. It's like fucking Tucker Carlson got his way. He complained about the them not making the M&M's sexy anymore. It's <laughs> like, you know what? Fuck it. Just take them away. <laughs> <laughs> now was that like 
that's legit or like was that like is this like a super bowl stunt that they're doing like because like is i it- this i had hold on i had a screenshot i deleted it i like i like this head cannon you put him where they're like well the republicans you know screwed it for all of you no, <laughs> no m&m people for anyone i think that's what happened like i it fully believe that there's like this we is, can't deal with this, this shit is how anymore. the mad max apocalyptic future started Hold like on, this places. this point in time right now they lost their m&m candy spokespeople they don't have that same god-awful 10-year okay here we go old commercial for the movies anymore uh, this is from Scythe america let's talk in the <laughs> last year <laughs> in the last year we've made some changes to our beloved spokes candies we weren't sure if anyone would notice and we definitely didn't think it would break the internet but now we get it even as a candy's <laughs> shoes can be polarizing which was the last thing M&M's wanted since we're all about bringing people together. Therefore, we have decided to take an indefinite pause from the spokes candies. In their place, we are proud to introduce a spokesperson America can agree on the beloved Maya Rudolph. <laughs> we are confident Miss Rudolph will champion the power of fun to create a world where everyone feels they belong. <laughs> Maya Rudolph. That is a that is a post from Eminem's. I didn't agree. I didn't agree to Maya Rudolph over the cool Eminem's and the one sexy Eminem. Yeah, the green Eminem. I mean, I mean, but that was the whole thing. They like changed the way. I mean, like you can barely tell, and then it's like this huge thing on Fox. So did it make her sexier or less, less sexy? Apparently, less sexy. She's a candy. Who? Who was you? Know, it's an anthro- anthropomorphic Eminem. <laughs> Listen, you don't know how far people are willing to go. To... Oh, dude, this was it. Rule forty three, thirty four, thirty four. There's always porn about something. <laughs> yep. I can't wait till the best podcast porn comes out. Oh my god. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll. Oh. Listen, let's just get ahead of the curve. Let's just go ahead and start it. Let's just start doodling. <laughs> start doodling pictures of each other. Um, since next thing I had here was about the critical role, but we talked about that. Um, Nintendo, Xbox, and PlayStation have all pulled out of E3 2023. So, like, I it's basically going to be Devolver Digital and, like, I don't know, Square Enix. <laughs> and that's going to be it. So, no more, no more E3? They just need to cancel it. That's wild. I think they just get, need to go, like, you know, Jeff Keighley, you beat us. <laughs> we understand. You win. We're not doing anything. Anymore. Yeah, this is this is Keeley's game now. I mean, like, I don't know. Like, it's been sort of like E three's been like dead in the water for the last few years, and then like they were like saying like, oh, this is our big chance. Like E three's back, baby. Like we're back. All for like the big three to just be like, nah, nah, we're not gonna do nah, that. <laughs> we're we're good, man. I mean, well, Nintendo has been like kind of out of it for a while, and then like, was it Xbox? Excuse me. That pulled out before, uh, and then Sony was still in it, and finally Sony was like, "Yeah, we're not doing it either." Yeah, I think it was one definitely like Nintendo, like has been kind of on and off with it. Um, mm-hmm. They because they've they been their like treehouse thing. Yeah, they do their own thing with the the directs and like their own directs like throughout the year, so it doesn't quite make sense for them to do it anymore. And then yeah, like. Sony and Xbox have both like recently pulled out, I think. So, I mean, it makes, I mean, it makes sense now with, because the whole thing about E3 is like, you know, it was a develop, or a, um, like a press thing. And so like the, you know, the, all the different press sites could bring everyone else the news about like what's going on. But now they just put out a giant 
30 minute long video showcasing everything and everybody watches it live. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, hell we, you know, all we have like a group of people that we get together with that all watch the game awards together live. I mean, like, you know, it's just cool to do stuff like that. So, I mean, like you don't really need that anymore. Like I feel like what purpose people will go to E3 for PAX fills that role. Right. Yeah. I mean, to, to, you just go to be immersed in that, you know, culture and PAX does that better than E3 does now. So I don't know. Don't need it. I think they just need to be like, they need to be like, okay, man, we, we're good. They're not. Money. <laughs> but it's like a giant, they spend so much. I didn't say it was a good, I didn't say my reasoning was a good reasoning. Just saying. People are going to are going to go, but. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, speaking of PlayStation, the PlayStation Plus collection is closing. Uh, this was like the play, big PlayStation answer to Game Pass. Thank you for and they're just like, nah, we can't do it as good as Game Pass. No, no, it's very like, it's unfortunate too because like there are some pretty good games on there. Oh uh, yeah, particularly uh, Bloodborne uh, is one that's oh, on mm. there. Uh, and Bloodborne slaps. It's like one of the best games ever. Yeah, um, that one and some other ones. So, but yeah, they're just like. They can't hold the candle. The Game Pass. Game Pass is too good. <laughs> like I'm just. Yeah. It, it really is. But like, also at the same time, like, I hate to say this, but like, there's a better way to like, like, let's say, let's pick out Bloodborne, right? Just pay twenty bucks to play Bloodborne. You know what I mean? Like that, other than paying the subscription to have, you know, because if you're only going to use it for a couple of these really good games, you know. Why bother? But like you know, like I have Game Pass. I don't play a lot of games, but like if somebody goes, "Hey, this cool thing is on Game Pass," like that yeah, weird that like two point five D detective game that you sent me that you were playing. Oh yeah, that game was great. Yeah, you were just like, game. "Here's this crazy thing on Game Pass." I'm like, "Cool, I'll I'll tr- check it out." I mean, like stuff like that. That's why it's better in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And it's on the PC and Xbox. Like that's really <laughs> that's where it's really awesome. Um and. Last bit of news before I'd like to get into the direct because you're our guest today. Um, the AMC theaters released a plan to charge different prices for different seats in their theaters. Their reasoning, I heard as an NPR, a spokesperson for, for AMC said, "We've we're finally giving our audience the power, uh, the power to like control their their movie watching experience." Fuck. That I was like, that's stupid. Yeah, always had no. the power. Yeah, you always had. I mean, <laughs> as soon as they released like the pick your seat formula, that gave you the power. Mm-hmm. And before that, you had the power. You just showed up early. Yeah, just get the good seat. In. Yeah, and it's, it's like dumb. All it's doing is really giving like rich assholes who have a lot of money like a chance to get the good seats and like mm-hmm. if you ain't or got you, money, you're right. kind of sol. You know. Yeah. Or you just go to like you pick a dead movie time you pay for the cheap seat then you go sit in the better seat yeah just get up and what are you gonna do pick me up and move me you're not a cop. i mean if somebody comes up there i hear this my seat i go okay and i moved out two chairs yeah yeah you know like <laughs> or like <God> whatever intended. <laughs> and it's dumb dumb Anyway, so we had a Nintendo Direct today. Um, there's some cool stuff. Just we could do like a rapid fire, go through some of this that I had. Um, and let's, here, I'll do this first. Britain, anything out of the Direct that was that you loved or wanted to talk about? Or- oh, man. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, there's some there are some pretty good stuff. Uh, the Game Boy and Game Boy Advance coming to Nintendo Switch Online that was a big highlight for me. Uh, Absolutely. I, <clears throat> obviously, Tears of the Kingdom at the end uh, with that more like crazy trailer like that was good. Um, the Fire Emblem DLC I was really into. Uh, Metroid Prime remake. Uh, that was out, that, that out today. <laughs> yeah, out today. You could play it right now. Um, only for forty bucks. So I thought that they oh. were gonna charge full price for it, but forty bucks isn't terrible for for uh, a remake of that yeah. game. So, and they're doing a physical release on the twenty second. They yeah. said. So if you want to wait until then, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I thought overall, like, I would give this direct like an eight point five out of ten. There was like, uh a sequel to this game called fantasy life, which is like this life simulator game. Uh, that's like high fantasy. And, uh, they announced a sequel for that. I, I put like 110 hours into the original version of it on 3ds. Nice. So like, mm-hmm. so like that, it was like, they make, they did that for me specifically. <laughs> you were uh, the one guy in the chat. I saw who went, yeah. Yeah. So like, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I thought overall, like, there was some, obviously, some stuff that I didn't care about, but I, I think for the most part, like, that was the stuff that really got me. What about, what about you guys? So, I, I'm always, like, a fan of Pikmin. Um, not that I, like, <laughs> love the games, but it's like, I have this weird appreciation for Pikmin from, like, playing the original one on my GameCube and being mm-hmm. like, what, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, just trying to figure that game out. Um, and that, was it Pikmin? Pigment three came out on the switch already. Right. Is that, yep. Is that right? Or was that, okay. It was, I did play, I played, I played that one. Um, so I played, uh, the Pikmin three for a while. Um, probably about half three quarters finished that game and it was good. I mean, it's just kind of a fun, neat, like it's all, it is very much its own thing. Like there's not much else like Pikmin. Mm. (laughs) Um, and some of the other stuff I hear, I mean, some of the stuff we've heard about before, the Dead Cells Castlevania uh, game looks awesome. Yeah. I'm very bad at Dead Cells. I did not make it very far in Dead Cells, but I like that they're doing that because <laughs> they're like, Dead Cells is very much, you know, takes a lot from that anyway. So they're like, oh, just just do the damn thing and put Castlevania in there. Um, like you said, we got some cool Fire Emblem news. Katamari uh, remastered. So it looks awesome. And um, I think that's we got a. There's a new Tron. Vi- what was the name of that Tron video game in the trailer? Oh, I have no I, idea. I was like, I was, saw that. And I was like, all right. I was like trying to screenshot it, but they never put the title of the screen up. They just no, said it, and it I'm would... like, I was like, <laughs> I'm like, there's no way I'm gonna remember that. <laughs> I was like, new Tron game. <laughs> I'm just happy that they're just trying to do more stuff with Tron because Tron's cool. I mean, I guess, I don't know, I guess Disney's about to lose the license or something. No, oh, yeah, like if you Tron don't do something game. with the property in however long. Yeah. Because <laughs> so, of I mean, I guess it makes on. sense. But, I'm excited for uh, uh, purely just Golden Sun. <laughs> oh, game really? oh, yeah. I'm, I saw I'm, that. I'm glad that that's coming to, uh, to the Switch Online at some point. Um, Dude, Golden Sun fucks. It's such a good game. <laughs> uh, lo- Golden Sun 2, it's one of the few video games that wasn't pokemon that i've i completed um hell yeah i true i said this earlier in our like group chat but i really think that nintendo just needs to nut up and put the original pokemon games on the uh 
Boy. It's that they have the game. They're putting the Game Boy and Game Boy Advance thing for Nintendo online. Just put the damn Pokemon games on there. You can't to. play them any other way. No, not going to. They're not going to, bro. They're not. I don't understand. I don't think why. it's Nintendo. I think it's just Pokemon Company. I feel like. But it's like, hey, you want to make more money? Like, you know how many more people would have a Nintendo Switch online membership if you got to play red, blue, and yellow? Oh, yeah. Able to transfer those Pokemon from there oh, to Oh, my bank. God. Yeah. yeah. You got to put them in bank? Um, I would, um, like, if they put Emerald on the Game Boy Advance one, like, that was one of my favorite ones that I played way yeah. back in the day. Like, absolutely. They could, they could go all the way through Emerald. It'd be red, blue, yellow, gold, silver, uh, ruby, sapphire. Mm-hmm. Uh, not crystal. crystal. Not, we're not no, do no crystal. I love crystal. 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 Uh, and uh, emerald. Is that all? Is that all the Game Boy Advance? Ones? Yeah. 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 Uh, then yeah. Because then, then it switched yeah, to Advance DS after just, that. Uh, Gen three. Yeah. But I mean, they're putting Pokemon Pinball on there. They were I, like, that was one of like the coming later yeah. games. And like, and Pokemon, Pokemon that, trading that, card game for the Game Boy. Those, which, those two games kick ass. Oh like, yeah, I, so good. The the soundtrack for the Pokemon trading card game is so good. But I think I don't think like the gameplay is gonna translate well like over the years. I replayed the entire thing recently. Did like, you God I beat you. all of Pokemon trading card game. Like I just I, I emulated it and the cops are gonna come get me. But I did. <laughs> we're, but, never, we're never gonna get our sponsors now because the cops. <laughs> but then Pokemon Pinball slaps too. Yeah. So, can't remember that game. Like I remember it's that game, hard as shit. It. it gets yeah. It, it's it's not easy. And then like, especially towards the end when you're trying to like catch like Mew and Mewtwo and stuff, like it gets real hard. I'm also just not good at pinball. So and I don't know like how I didn't get this talent. But like I'm like this shouldn't be hard. But I'm not good at it. So. It's my kryptonite pinball. <laughs> I pinball related thing. <laughs> um, but I think that is all. Um, of the news that I had this week before we get into like more of a little interview session with Brennan, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. Hey everyone, it's the Radish Podcast boys here to ask you very kindly to listen to our show. It's on the Indie Source Network and it's, it's you know, it's a show and tell podcast. So it's kind of like uh, Lunchables, but in podcast form. <laughs> it's like the school announcements if your entire high school was the anime club. <laughs> Radish is like a silent film if the silence was fart noises and the film was fart noises. <laughs> kind of like a hayride through hell <laughs> it's like you know when a baby tells you a story <laughs> radish is like the feeling you get when you get to the tootsie roll center of a tootsie pop you're young you're naked and you're standing next to an owl <laughs> well it's it's kind of like all those things and maybe not like any of them at all in any case we invite you to check it out spotify apple wherever you get your podcasts especially andysaurus.com and we're back welcome back uh, Griffin, we forgot to ask Brennan his favorite TV show. Oh, hell yeah, we'll game. do this at the top of the interview section. So, when we have people on very few times, um, we like, this is like our third interview, fourth interview. Well, we've had, I mean, we've had, uh, you know, Evan's been on the show, Nick's been on the show, the Radish Boys have Has been on Evan the show. Has Evan been on our show? Yeah, he was on our, uh, like, one, our 100th or oh, 50th. That's right. Like, Ben's yeah. been on the show, Josh has been on the so, show. So, we like to ask guests new pals of the show like their favorite tv show their favorite movie their favorite video game and i want to say favorite comic but i think i deleted it by mistake um yeah comic 
show game movie comic. So oh, okay. Off. Yeah. Um, favorite show easily is uh, Twin Peaks plus Twin Peaks The Return. Just one of my oh, yeah. like okay. all time favorite. Like such a weird surreal. Will you series. give me just the give me the elevator pitch? Because I have like this weird like tertiary understanding of what Twin Peaks is. And I'm interested in it. Set, but just give me, okay. give me the elevator. Think, think late '80s, early '90s, uh, murder mm-hmm. mystery set in uh, Northwest America. Um, girl gets murdered. Special agent comes to investigate. Some weird supernatural stuff happens. Um, okay, and it has that that good old David Lynch flair uh, in mixed mm-hmm. in there. Um, and then, like you also like just kind of learn a lot about like just like the people and their lives and stuff like that and so it gets very much into like not just like the main characters but it kind of right right does a deeper dive into like the town as a whole and just stuff like that so uh but uh favorite game uh in recent memory it's been breath of the wild uh before that i would always say super mario world for super nintendo um I could play like both games. Uh, I could play and not get tired of either. Uh, but yeah, those are both fantastic. Um, movie. I uh, usually say it's the Royal Tenenbaums uh, by Wes Anderson. Okay. Uh, I'm not like, I think of like all types of media, like movies are like my least like, well, mm-hmm. like, I'm not as versed in movies. Like I need to watch, mm-hmm. I need to watch more movies. Basically, is what I'm trying to say. Like I don't watch. Oh, no, I I'm also <laughs> that way. Like I just watched Glass Onion like a week ago. <laughs> yeah, I I want to see that. Like I hear it's fantastic. I just like when it comes to a lot of like watching things, I'm pretty terrible about it. Uh, right. But uh, favorite comic? Uh, I would still say it's it's Invincible by Robert Kirkman. I just think like seriously like it like one of the best superhero stories it gets really bloody and gory at times and just like mm. Ra- Ryan Otley uh is this fantastic artist for most of the series uh just like just like if you like violence and and uh just like really good like superhero stories like definitely one to one to check out in my my personal opinion man all great answers <laughs> And some people are like, oh, shit, I can't pick one, man. You came with lo- locked and loaded. Yeah, a lot of yeah. people are like, mm, pass. I'm like, no. Nah, I just, I don't, I, 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 I feel like I'm at an age now where, like, I know what I like, you know? Oh, so, a boy. So, like, there's no I point. I also get, yeah, I, was just, I also get the trouble with, like, finding the time to watch things. Mm-hmm. Like, because, you know, we're adults. We only have a finite amount of time to do stuff <laughs> and usually mine is taking up with i was like well if i have to choose between like playing a game watching a show or watching me i'm probably gonna pick play a game so that's, that's that's usually how i am it's like my time is very limited especially now that i have you know i have a daughter and mm-hmm. like you know most of my time is is spent uh caring for her um and when i you know, have a moment to myself, uh, you know, typically it's like either recording a show or if I'm not doing that, I will be like, uh, playing a, playing a video game. Like that's yeah. usually my top yeah. choice is what I'll do. Mm-hmm. Cool. Absolutely. 
Well, we appreciate you, uh, you taking the time to hang out get, with the pals. Oh, yeah, I, I got absolutely. Questions. Oh, I've been watching a ton of hot ones in preparation <laughs> because I that mean, dude it, is so good at interviewing. Sean Evans is the best interviewer. And every per like not every person, but nearly every person on that show is like, dude, this is like the best, like the best questions I've ever been asked. It's not like a, well, why do you? It's like, like thoughtful. Um, God, Brian Cranston just came on for like his second time doing it, and like, and it's like he was on like one of the earliest seasons, mm-hmm. and he was jo- joking around and being like, yeah, I left the first time and be like, there's no, there's no way this continues. <laughs> He's like, who the hell is going to come on this show? But then he came back. He's like, you are awesome. And like, you're the reason that this keeps going. Mm -hmm. Basically, he's like, this is awesome. Yeah, no, Hot Ones is great. Um, I love I haven't seen like every episode, but like there have been times where I've hung out with friends like back in my hometown where we've just sat and just watched various interviews for several hours. So where's that? Hell yeah. So some of these questions I've kind of got into my my inner hot one sure sure uh, to love it so y- you host uh the new nintendo podcast xl show part of the radish nope indie, indie source. source part of the indie source family uh-huh. um and it's all about video games and things like that um so w- do you have like a memory of gaming where it it really like established like this is like a love not just you know like a fun pastime or whatever like you know what I mean? Like a moment that clicks like, oh, I, I, this is a core part of my personality. I think just like as long like as long as I can remember, like my dad, um, he got me really into video games um, at an early age. Um, we had a Super Nintendo and oftentimes like we we had the Super Mario All-Stars and we had a Super Scope 6. Uh, nice. So. So we had those two things and we would often play those like together. And I think just like having that like time and moments like with my dad and just like playing video games um, kind of like set the tone for me, like being really into video games. And then I think getting my first Game Boy was like, oh, yeah, like this is what I really like to do. Mm-hmm. Like I got a Game Boy Pocket for my birthday. Um, the very first game I ever got was this like Ren and Stimpy game that had like three levels um but like i played through that game multiple times just like because i wanted to do that you know so right that's what you had yeah you're like i like this but this is all i have yeah and so it was like you know i'm just gonna keep playing this game despite the fact that it's super short and like you know i can beat it in roughly a couple hours i'm just gonna keep playing through it so Mm. um yeah i think like that was the moment that really solidified like my love for gaming Hell yeah! Ren and Stimpy was a sh- is a show that is probably like the first animated thing I've ever saw that like made me go ugh. <laughs> like I don't I don't like that. It was like that like Beavis not Beavis and Butthead but um two Angry Beavers. You remember Dude, that? I oh yeah, love Angry Beavers. My, I did not. My I dad and I, I used it was like me and my dad and my brother would watch Angry Beavers and Courage the Cowardly Dog and like Dexter's Lab. Like we would watch all those shows. I didn't I didn't fuck with the Beavers. I but didn't like the them. uh. I liked your answer of like doing that with your dad because <laughs> video games is not something my parents wanted for my life, and then they finally were just like, "Fuck it," because <laughs> <laughs> like they wouldn't buy me an N sixty four. Like I would go to people's houses like to like hang out, and I'd be like, "You can go fuck off. I'm playing your N sixty four." They'd be like, 
I literally, I remember going, we would go to Steve, I would go to Steven Goodman's house. Yo. Um, and he had an N64 and he would be like, yo, you want to go play outside? I'm like, nope. You have an N64. Let's play that. <laughs> um, and they, you know, and then I got a Game Boy. That was like my first thing. I got, I had like the big gray Game Boy and, you know, playing Tetris mm-hmm. and like, you know, Pokemon on that. Um, and then I remember, um, my brother and I were like wrestling or something and he like pushed me back and like my head fell on the screen of the Game Boy. Oh, just, like, no. Shattered it. I think that was when I got like the, uh, like, Pikachu, like the gold and silver Pikachu edition Game Boy Color after that, mm-hmm. which is like you like, you know, you could do like this and it'd be like shimmering gold and silver. I wish I still had that. That thing's worth a lot of money now. Oh, oh yeah. I uh, don't. <laughs> so, but I mean, that's just awesome to have that memory with yeah. you and your dad, your dad playing. That's really sweet. Here's another sweet question. You had several guests on your show over the years. Um, what has been and you don't have to like say names or anything, but what has been like the biggest disagreement uh, about video games you've had on the show of like, you think X, Y, Z and the other person's thinking ABC. And then, you know, it's just formed a blood feud. <laughs> a blood. Feud. I don't, I don't know if there's ever been a blood feud, uh, necessarily. Um, initially. So the way like, uh, the show started out was, it was my buddy Joseph and I, and we like, always like the conception of the show was like we always just like talked about video games and just talked about mm. just different bullshit and so i was like why don't we just record this and this just do weird a uh, podcast uh so <laughs> that's a what a what a weird <laughs> thought to start about yeah so uh <laughs> Od- oddly oddly familiar yeah so like um like we we started and i think we did the first seven episodes and then there was a period of time where i like i didn't do the show for like a year and then hmm. um i think like again it's hard to say like biggest disagreements that's like i don't think i've ever really disagreed with any necessarily i think so i think what would come closest to that is a buddy of mine dylan and myself we did this really long originally it was split into three parts it was called the console canon and the whole premise of it was we were trying to decide of all these consoles, like, across, like, history. And we had, like, f- a list of, like, I don't know, 40, 50 consoles. And we would try to figure out, like, what were, like, the three games that were, like, the quintessential games of that console. And I think it got a little heated oh. uh, between us at times. And then as well as, like, we did this live, so we had, like, listeners. Uh, yeah. So, like, they would get combative, too, and say, like, what? I can't believe you're putting this... Over this, over this, but it's my Pokemon Coliseum. Too. Yeah, yeah. GameCube was a GameCube was a hot one. Apparently, it was. A, I bet GameCube was. I mean, like you say that, but I was like, listen, I played the fuck out of Pokemon Coliseum. Okay, like <laughs> that game was awesome. Yeah, um, wow. I think originally we were gonna put the Animal Crossing and like Wind Waker and I think Metroid Prime was the three, and then the people in the chat Damn. were just, the people in the chat were like absolutely not do not put animal crossing in that list like you need to put something else uh i don't remember what we ended up putting else but yeah that that caused a huge stir so i think that's kind of the closest that we've come to where there's been like disagreements on the show interesting all right quick quick round that's was a very very cool idea. i want to do that i want to do gamecube i'd probably say uh melee double dash and 
Um, shit. Yeah. Yeah, harder that's, than it looks, huh? Yeah, it's really hard. It is Paper hard. Mario I mean, Wind, Wind Waker might be up there. I mean, that's yeah, that was a huge uh, GameCube property, so. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I watched Edward Comerford play his GameCube, <laughs> and that's where I learned what Pikmin was. And I was like, this... <laughs> I remember thinking, that's like a 10-year-old. I was like, this shit's weird. <laughs> it's <is> weird. <laughs> I'm not about it. Cool. Dude, Game I Game like that idea of like Game going Game through Fox. each console. Like, what are the top... Yeah, we're, we're actually... games. Yeah, we're we're actually in the process of kind of redoing that, sort of like re-examining our choices and deciding on like, is this? Like... I would. Right. I think I think a great way to do that would be tournament style. Like get like a like a fourteen like sixteen team bracket, and just like go down the line, and be like, all right, mm-hmm. it's this game versus this game, mm-hmm. like. Let's do it. Yeah, Let's I think that would be that'd be a good idea. Um, I think we would have to pare it down a little bit because, like, we we kind of went off the beaten path, and we were talking about like shit, like for like a bunch of different Atari systems and like the Satella view mm-hmm. and just all like uh, all these like weird like you know. Oftentimes, when you think about like consoles, you probably think about like Nintendo and like PlayStation, right? And, mm-hmm. Like Xbox and yeah. like Sega stuff, but you don't think about like the engage or the uh you know uh nokia engage yeah. baby <laughs> yeah so it's like stuff like that so too so uh but that that is a good idea yeah Damn. sounds like some ready player one shit I don't know <laughs> if you're you said atari and this made me think um listening to uh the next lander podcast they were talking about like some uh, game that came out this year it was like atari 50 yeah yeah. Oh, yeah um and that that sounds awesome i kind of want to do that because they were saying it's like th- like the best like collection of like history of like the atari ever and it's like an fmv game <laughs> it's they said it's like awesome yeah, because there's like a whole ass documentary in that <laughs> game and there's like a museum like set up that like kind of goes over like the history of like each game. I don't know. It's very um, involved um, in a right. good way, you know, like uh, mm-hmm. definitely seems like, you know, if you're interested in like video game history, like it's something worth, you know, visiting. Sounds just like a good like experience. Yeah. It's like, it's like, I'm just going to like veg out and like be slightly involved with this <laughs> basically yeah. <laughs> documentary. Yeah. A neat idea mm-hmm. of a, video game documentary sort of thing mm-hmm. i i want to i want to i mean again in all my infinite free time i do <laughs> that i'm like <laughs> starting all these games that, that like literally my adulthood is paying for games that i'm never gonna finish oh more. me me too i have don't worry i have a backlog <laughs> God, my, like i don't even it's like not even justified to say i'm gonna get to the backlog because i'm not going to like <laughs> Like, I like there's. I was like scrolling through my Steam library, and I was like, I didn't even know I fucking own that. It's <laughs> a problem, and I want to play it. But oh I yeah, have to. sounds like an addiction, guys. We're gonna have to get to the root of it. Quit you playing got, games. All right, let's do some more. What you, what else you got over there? Oh, you don't Sean me, Evans. Don't want me to poke into your questions. Okay. Uh, next question I got: Video game care, video game characters have had lasting effects on the players of their games. You know. Like, uh, Cloud, um, uh, Red. No, what's their names from Last of Us? Ellie and Joel, like mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Um, Kratos and Boy. Yeah, yeah, Kratos and shouting at his son. But, you know, <laughs> video game characters 
have had effects on the people playing the games and so what in what is in your opinion what makes a great video game character uh i think it's it just comes down to you know um well it comes down to a few things i think writing is always going to be the the big the big one you know like mm-hmm. um you know you brought up ellie and joel and i think like that's a really great example of like just fantastic writing for those characters um you know i think just like writing is like not always necessary because sometimes like i like a lot of platformers and so to me like a really good video game character is like just the way that they move in their environment and how they interact with their environment um and so environmental storytelling yeah so whether it's like through platforming or 3d platforming or however you want to do that i think like how they interact with their environment is also super duper important um and you know that comes down to like you know obviously like like characters like mario or like link like they don't say much they mostly yell you know they Mm -hmm. uh jump and swing their sword or like do whatever um but like um they still interact with their environments fairly well uh, for the most part. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I think like those are like the two biggest things, you know, it's like how they interact with their environment and just based on like their writing. Um, it just kind of depends I mean, on like what mood I'm into. Like, you know, like sometimes I just want to play a game and not really have to worry about the story necessarily. Like mm-hmm. the writing doesn't matter. It's just like, does this, does this game feel good to play? Are these characters, do, does it feel good to play as this character? Um, right. And other times it's like, no, I want a rich story like Persona 5, uh, which is super rich story with a <laughs> incredible writing. And like uh, God, the the cast of characters in that game is un, unmatched. Yeah. And I mean, you know, like you were saying, you know, environmental storytelling, it's, it's sometimes it's just the people around your character. I mean, you, you know, you brought up Link. I mean. He doesn't talk at all in Breath of the Wild, but like I love his character in that game, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's just because of how he is interacting with everyone around him. Yeah. Good answer. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Um, last question I have. Uh, as a father, what game or games or genre games do you think is the perfect introduction uh, for gaming for parents interested in games for their children. Oh man. Um, let me tell you, let me give you an answer of what not to do. Okay. (laughs) Um, Lego star Wars with a four year old on the switch is hell. Absolute hell. Mm -hmm. Cause it's the split screen. My son didn't know what was going on. We never got off the tattoo. I I was, I was going to ask like, how does like, you know, in regards to like his like spatial awareness, like is, you know, like he like spatially like aware enough to like realize he could move within that 3d environment. Cause I, I I've listened to nope. several, <laughs> I've listened <laughs> to several different podcasts where it's like these um, like besties is a really good example. Um, they're all fathers and they're talking about their kids, like picking up games and stuff and like uh, talking about like, the struggle of like their kids at first, like grappling with like 3d environments and dealing with that. So I, I think in my opinion, I feel like the best way to kind of introduce your kids to gaming, um, is one, just show them things that they're probably already interested in. 
Um, for instance, I have friends who they have a young kid who's really into Pokemon. So even just like showing them Pokemon, not necessarily even like having them play, but just like showing them that could be beneficial. And then like maybe starting out with like more 2D stuff because like the the concept of moving left and right is far easier to master versus like the concept of moving left right up and down every which way so um and it doesn't necessarily not even thought about that that's a great either yeah that's a great thing to to think i mean because you think that's how not by choice but that's the way we learned it right i mean yeah like we we essentially like grew up at least in my experience you know like i grew up playing mostly either top down or 2d side scrolling games and we i feel like you know we kind of all grew into ps1 and 64 3d environment um and we're able to kind of learn like pick that up like as we aged versus now you know like a young kid may not fully understand the concept of like spatial awareness and like stuff like that so um we we definitely got walked through it right i mean it was like over time getting more and more immersed in that and like new different concepts Mm -hmm. and so i mean like i said now you know i mean as we got older the technology got more advanced with us so i mean and then now it's like all right kids are playing Fortnite. bam first thing they play or you know like stuff like that so it's yeah uh but yeah i think you know just find something that they're genuinely like interested in and maybe start with some simple stuff um even just like I, I, I know it's like cliche to tell parents to be like, oh, maybe find some kind of educational game. But like a lot of that's like crap. But like there are some like legit like good ones out there. Um, frog fractions. Yeah. So like stuff like <laughs> like frog fractions or uh, <laughs> the whole like cult thing around frog fractions. Yeah. Always <laughs> just like Do you what? know about that. No, what is it it's basically like a kids game, but like within that, there's like this whole like hidden, like it's crazy. I y'all it, look it, it can get I real. It gets it, it gets real deep. Um, and there's a lot of like hidden stuff into it. There's basically like a whole other game like that you as an adult can really experience. Uh, but like you'll never know. Like it's it's unless you like know what to go looking for. Like you could just play it and be like, it's a kids fraction game. Interesting. Yeah, it's cr- yeah. You'll have to watch a video yeah. on it. It's yeah. yeah, definitely check I'm- it out. Hmm. Cool. But cool. I mean, the man, that's way of a hell better <laughs> answer than I, that I could have given you. You really just made me think about some stuff. Yeah, I never, I never thought about the idea of three dimension versus two dimension. Me either. I mean, hell, just put them on some. Mar- give them, hey, give him a Mario. <laughs> just hand him a Mario. Hand him a Mario, man. Figure it out, man. Hey, he he was cappy when y'all played Odyssey, right? Did y'all do that? I can't remember if y'all did that. We we got back into playing Odyssey the other day because it scared him. Oh yeah, the that's... opening credits. Of <laughs> oh Bowser no! The thing. My son, it was about two, maybe three years ago. He was like, "Nah, dog, this is scary." <laughs> Miles, Miles cracks me up because yeah. you're like, "Hey, I tried to do this," and he was like, "No." <laughs> it's so weird because Bowser with a suit scares him, but we played um, what was that Mario game that was two games in one? It was um, oh the. 
like Mario Bowser's Fury. Is yeah. That what it's oh, Mario's yeah. Super Mario 3D. 3D. It's like, yeah. Super Mario yeah, 3D World. Giant Giga Giga Bowser, and it's like kind of scary. He was like, "This is fine. I'm okay with this." Because Mario turns into a giant cat and <laughs> defends the world. Kids are weird. Kids are weird. I love Miles. That I'll never forget. <laughs> so like, I was meeting them at like a Georgia football game, right? Like it was gonna be this like big thing. And like I was like, you know, because they got there first, and I met them there, and I was like, Miles, hey, like you know, is trying to like get his attention, and he was like not looking at me at all. And the guy next to me started laughing. And I was like, he didn't, he didn't want anything to do with me. He's like, nope, <laughs> yeah. didn't give a damn about that game. He didn't. It was awesome. I was like, Miles is gonna love it. Hated it. Didn't, wasn't about it. <laughs> Griffin, do you have any final questions before our good pal Brennan? Uh, my only question is, uh, tell the people where to find you. Give us, uh, give us all the, all the stuff yeah. about your show, about your, drop your Twitch again, um, Twitter, all that stuff. Sure. Sure. First, I want to say, um, thank you guys so much for having me on the show. Oh, like, yeah. This is, um, I, I would love for either, either you guys come on one-on-one or both together, um, to talk right. about some games, please. I, hell yeah. Uh, I, I, quick, thing. quick little plug, uh, Always looking for guests for my show. That's my biggest struggle is trying to find people to talk. So if you love video games, please come on the show. Um, but maybe I'll finish in engage and we can we can do a deep dive on that. Oh hell yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, if you want to find me on Twitter, it's uh, brn hoff. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. Find me on Twitch. Uh, Twitch.tv/slash/mythemim. Uh, I'm also posting all my Twitch replays on YouTube, so uh, same spelling, M-Y-T-H-E-M-I-N, uh, Mythamim is the username. Um, yeah, I mean, otherwise, uh, there was a, a point, I was doing radio shows, uh, there's a link on my uh, um, Twitter that you could find those, but I haven't been doing those lately, but maybe I'll get back to them one day, uh, gotta keep my uh, audio chops sharp as it were. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's really all I got at, at, at the moment. Hell yeah, man. Well, as always, you can find us on Twitter at the best power cast. You can find me on Twitter at Griffin underscore guitar, BJ on Twitter at BGS 92. Uh, check out all of the other amazing shows on the any source network. Um, we love everybody there. There's some really cool stuff out there. Uh, Brennan again, man, thank you for coming on the show. It was a pleasure to have you uh, look forward to doing it in the future. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. I can't wait to come back. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Don't forget, don't be a douche. All right. See you, (laughs) gang. Bye. Bye.